Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 21 says this, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its what? Fruit. So we're talking about the power of our words, and... uh, let me get down in my notes here to where we're at today. Last week, we, in the last few weeks, we've been talking about uh, how faith comes, that faith and the Word of God needs to be in our hearts, because whatever is in our hearts in abundance, what? It comes out, right? The, 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 Jesus said it this way. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, and one of my, I joke about it, but out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaks, Okay, so whatever we have in abundance in us comes out. Now, usually what I've found through the years in my own life and then also in the lives of others as just being in the church world and just in the world in general is this very simply that people have basically, you know, they have kind of their their uh, church or public face and their speech and then they have speech that's really coming from their heart that's back here. Amen? How many of uh, you, you know that, okay? I've done this. Everybody's done this. You know, like, uh, just in general. Not that I think you should be a, a, just a, an emotional, depressed mess all the time, but uh, something that Rick has brought out, even in our men's group and different things that we have as far as ministries, but about iron sharpening iron and really being honest with one another about where we're at. You know, people will say, you know, they'll come in and say, how are you doing now? You've got to know Obviously, there's a time and a place where you should have more serious conversations, and then there's a time and a place not to have them. Amen? And we need to be aware of that. But a lot of times, people, we come in, we say, oh, doing good, everything's great, ha <laughs> and then we just go on. And those words actually didn't really come from our heart, because in our heart, we're really dealing with a lot of things, and you need to be aware of who you're talking to, but you need to have those close relationships that you have where you know this is a trusted situation. And I can talk about some deeper things, but I've found through the years that there is just kind of these two places that we speak from, more maybe from the general uh, just interaction with people from the soul or mind more than anything. We're just cordial. We're kind of just having conversation. But then there's also the depth of being of who we are. So if we get the depth of being, the wellspring of who we are, the heart of who we are, full of the words of God, then when we speak forth, those words will be filled with his faith and his power. Amen? And so we're talking about the power of the tongue. And Proverbs has a lot to say about the tongue. So I want to do a little bit of teaching this morning um, before before we send you on your way here. And I want to go to Proverbs. Proverbs, and you can go to Proverbs chapter 6. We're going to start there. But Proverbs has a great deal to say about human speech. In fact, the word mouth is used over 50 times. The word lips over 40 times. Among others, other things, Solomon warns us about perverse lips, lying lips, flattering lips, deceptive lips, undisciplined lips. No, you wouldn't think your lips would need this much exercise, but they do. Why talk about all this if it's not important? 
You know, because, you know, the scripture says that we'll be held accountable for every idle word. Ooh, you can have an idle word. That one always gets me. He who, the scripture says, he who guards his lips guards his life. Wow. That serious? Lord, really? I mean, you really, you really, our words are that powerful? But yet we know from the book of Genesis that God created everything by the word of his. And we talked about this before, that humanity is the only part of creation that has the ability of speech. Now I know you can get your parrot to whistle and say what you say, and as they say, parrot what you say. But your, your parrot is not going to move a mountain, but you can because you have faith. Proverbs chapter 6. What I want to do is reinforce and let you see the importance of your words. Verse 2, Proverbs 6 verse 2, the New King James Version says, You are what? Snared by the words of your mouth. No, no, it's so-and-so's fault that I'm snared. No, you're snared by the what? Words of your mouth. You are what? Taken by the words of your mouth. The Amplified puts it this way. It says you are snared or caught by bait with the words of your lips. You are caught, trapped, or frozen, frozen by the speech of your mouth. You can actually shut yourself down with your mouth. Now that can be a good thing and a bad thing. If if you're gonna if you have a bad temper or you're dealing with a temper and you say, No, I'm not gonna act like that, you can actually freeze that temper. With what? The words of your people say, Well, I don't know about that. Read through James. The scripture says that your tongue is like a rudder on a ship. How big is the rudder? How big is the ship? People say it depends on the time of year, you know, you Thanksgiving or <laughs> But yet that small rudder could have moved the Titanic. I heard one minister say, loose lips sink ships. Well, my life just keeps falling apart. Another snare for you to walk through. Well, it's lying if I say, if I don't just call it as it is. It depends on what you're saying is. Is your situation more real than God's promises. It's a tough question, isn't it? It'll make you think. This one is going to make you think. It made me think. When I was reading through this and some of the things the Lord was saying to me, I'm like, whoo, more change in my life. <laughs> Dealing honestly, what does that mean? You know, uh, we read it at the beginning of the service, but right after uh, Peter and John healed a lame man, they were arrested and beat up for it. 
and then they were released. How many know that's your favorite kind of revival? Lord, thank you that the cripples are walking. Lead me away to be pounded. They didn't say we had no problem, we didn't get beat up, we weren't put in jail. They didn't deny what was there. They denied its right to lead them and to, in their obedience to the Lord. So even in situations in your own life, I'm not telling you to just simply act like the problem's not there. I'm telling you, that, and actually the Lord's telling you, to take His promises and deal with the problem that's actually there. But you deal with, you and I deal with our lives through His heavenly realities. And then His words uh, and our faith in conjunction with His operation of His Spirit manifest in our lives in the tangible, in what we see in the circumstance. And as the scripture talks about, He turns it for His glory and for our good. Does that make sense? So this is faith. This is what faith does. Faith speaks from the overflow of fellowship or the overflow of the word. The um, New Living Translation of Proverbs 6.2 says, uh, If you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said. Isn't that interesting? Now most of you may think in terms of, well, I signed a contract... And now I'm trapped in this, go back to the car payment, to this car payment. I'm trapped to it. So we think naturally. I want you to take that verse and think spiritually. Your words, declaring words about yourself that are contrary to the words of your new covenant realities... They actually contract you to something that you are not by the Spirit of the Lord. Once an addict, always an addict. Scripture says, he who the Son sets free is free. Well, it sure doesn't feel like it. Well, you speak things all the time you don't feel like. I mean, you did it walking in here. Some of you, how you feel today? Oh, pretty good. And you're like, oh, on the inside. We play games with these things. Have you ever noticed? And it's because we're in a fallen world. There's no condemnation. And like I said before, we need to know who we're talking to and know the setting and things like that. But the reality is we actually can contract in the spirit. We can actually aid the enemy in causing our problem with our mouth. All right, let's look at a few more. How about Proverbs 8? Verse number 6, he says this, and I'll go through verse 8. Proverbs 8, verse number 6. Listen, for I will speak an excellent of excellent things. And from the opening of my lips will come right things. Verse 7. For my mouth will speak truth. People say, well, the truth is I'm depressed. Actually, the truth is the joy of the Lord is your strength. The fact is, yes, you are depressed. But truth supersedes fact. 
The truth is, the fruit of the Spirit in your life is love, joy. The truth is, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, I don't feel it. You need to steer your ship into new waters. So what is the, what is the writer here of Proverbs uh, 8, 7 saying? He said, look, I will, my mouth will speak what? Truth. And then he said this, wickedness is an abomination to my lips. And sometimes people think, yeah, I'm not going to be wicked. I'm not going to cuss or, or smoke or chew or go with girls that do. <laughs> I'm not. And that, that's probably, a, I wouldn't go with a girl that chewed either. But... but And I get what you're saying, but wickedness is deeper than that. There's something far worse than cuss words. You know, people say, oh, the preacher lets us cuss. I'm not encouraging a lack of vocabulary and education, okay? (laughs) Just to put it in perspective for you. About how I feel about that. (laughs) Uh, What I'm saying is, is that there are deeper things you can say, like speaking wickedly about yourself or your situation means you're speaking outside of what God said. So what is wickedness? Wickedness is, it's like wicker, twisted things. It's demonic things. You're speaking from your heart, this language is coming up that is, and out of your mouth, that is actually twisted. It's different. It's opposite of what God has said about you and about your family and about your situation and about, come on, every area of your life. Well, I don't know what the scripture says about every area of my life. Yep, but you have the scripture, so go look. Well, you're supposed to look for me. I do a lot of looking for you, but I cannot live your relationship with the Lord for you. And guess what? I'm going to help you with something. I won't try. I'm growing and dealing with me enough without having to do your work for you too. Amen. How many know that, you, that uh, it would be weird if I brought all my laundry to your house for you to do every week? And I have a washer and dryer at home. Amen? That'd be weird. Like, well, you can't do it. Well, it's, you know, I just, maybe you could do it for me. God will allow some of that with baby Christians for a while, but eventually he goes, we're getting out of the diapers and you're going to the underwear. You say, is this in the Bible? It absolutely is. (laughs) we have to desire the sincere milk of the word that we may what grow thereby how many know lambs you stick a bottle in their mouth but sheep you just lead them out of the field and they eat (laughs) you know at some point believers the lord will say okay Go eat. And they're like, no, bring me the bottle, Lord. I want the bottle. 
you don't know how bad it is. He's like, no, you're ready. Go, go eat. And you, you hear sheep out in the field going, <laughs> I'm eating this grass. And the, and the other sheep are like, they'll get over it eventually. But if you're supposed to be eating grass and you keep trying to live on the bottle, you might starve to death. Verse 8 says, all the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Watch this. Nothing what? Crooked or perverse is in them. Don't you like that? So we want to keep these crooked, perverse things out of our mouth. Um, let me look. There's a specific, the message. Listen to the message on this, and then we'll scoot down to another verse here and get one more in this morning. Proverbs 8, 6 through 8 in the message paraphrase says this. Don't miss a word of this. I'm telling you how to live well. I'm telling you how to live at your best. My mouth chews and savors and relishes truth. I can't stand the taste of evil. You'll only hear true and right words from my mouth. Not one syllable will be twisted or skewed. It's good, isn't it? In other words, you're speaking life. Uh, the Passion Translation in verse 7 says this. It says... For everything I say is unquestionably true. I refuse to endure the lies of lawlessness. My words will never lead you astray. All the declarations of my mouth can be trusted. They contain no twisted logic or perversion of the truth. So to help you even see things clearly, we need to what? Speak things as they are. And this, again, doesn't mean we, 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 we are denying what's in front of us. It means that we're, we're dealing with what's in front of us according to what is unseen, according to truth. Amen? So sometimes people have said to me, well, the Bible says, by his stripes I was healed. And my doctor says, you know, I have to take this diabetes medicine. What should I do? The answer is, you should take your diabetes medicine until you hear from the Lord not to take your diabetes medicine. But you don't say, you don't, in the midst of it, you don't go, I'm forever captive to this whatever it is. Because the Lord said, the truth is, by his stripes I was healed. Same principle applies with depression. Same principle applies with, with uh, debts and poverty, things like that. Same principle applies in your relationship with your spouse and your kids and your family and all the situations you have going on, your work relationships. These principles of truth are to saturate our inner being until they become an overflow of our tongue. And as we do that, it is the process, just like a farmer, of planting, watering, watering, Watching it grow, then harvesting, then starting all over again. Uprooting what is in me that is of the enemy that should not be there. Through an understanding of my identity and who I am in Christ. Because your relationship with Christ goes much further than just when I die, I will go to heaven. 
Do you know this? You know, some people think, well, when I get saved, then I'll, uh, when I got saved, then the moment I die, I go to heaven. Actually, the moment you got saved, heaven came into you. And it's the only reason you can get into heaven when you leave this earth, when you fold up this tent. If you don't have heaven, if you don't have Christ in you now, you're not saved. I said, if you don't have Christ in your heart right now, you're not saved. You have to receive him. And when you do, the very, the very atmosphere that everything that God created without any uh, tainting of sin actually comes to live inside of you. You actually get the DNA of the resurrected Christ. One more, and we'll call it quits. Proverbs chapter 10. Verse number 19 says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is what? Wise. The Passion Translation says, if you keep talking, it won't be long before you're saying something really wrong. How many ever been in a verbal fight? Have you ever noticed it like picks up steam? You're like, where are these words coming from? I can tell you. Prove your wise from the very start. Just bite your tongue and be strong. Amplified says, if you can't laugh or cry or laugh, do something. You know, you just, sometimes people are like, man, I, how are we going to get, how are we ever going to do this? By the grace of God. And God's not a condemner, so he'll just keep working with you. You say, how will I know if I said the wrong thing? Your heart will go, ah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Stop. The best thing to do, have you ever dealt with somebody who's explosive? You're going to want to limit your words. Let them, get, let them explode. You just stay away from it. Amen? You could just say real calmly, well, I can see you're upset. <laughs> Maybe we should talk later. They say, you're going to talk right now. Oh, no, no, you don't, you don't have control over me. We can talk later, or I'm just going to cut you off right now. People say, well, do I have to do that, or can I do that? Yeah, you can do it. You're an individual, not controlled, governed by humans, but governed by God. Amen? Proverbs 10, 19 in the Amplified says, In a multitude of words, transgression is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is prudent. The message or God's word translation actually says it this way, Sin is unavoidable when there is, a, when there is much talk, but whoever seals his lips is wise. The Living Bible says, Don't talk so much. You keep putting your foot in your mouth. Be sensible and turn off the flow. The message says, The more talk, the less truth. The wise measure their words. The wise measure their words. 
You know, and people think, well, I'm a, you know, they hear statistics from scientists, you know, uh, like Rick shared, you know, women have twice as many words as men, and so I have to just, yuck, 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 yuck. No, you don't. Some, some, some relationships, people say, oh, yes, my spouse is such a good listener. Maybe they just don't have the opportunity to say anything. <laughs> yeah, easy preacher, easy. <laughs> That's why the scripture says be Quick to, slow to. <laughs> Some people might walk away from the conversation and go, what just happened? I got to go get a fire hose and stick it in my ear and blow all this stuff that just happened out of my head. You actually can develop to the point spiritually where you can actually stop words from sitting in you. I do it. I'm not perfect at it, but I'm a lot better than I used to be. And it's not that I'm not listening. It's not that I don't care. It's just the, 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 the torture or whatever that's going on in a person's life. It cannot sit in me. I'm a new creation. And if my faith is going to be affected, I can't allow it to sit in me. Amen. The first, there are two truths here expressed. The first is, don't just talk to talk. Understand and have a purpose for your words. So actually, with this verse, what I kind of sensed and what I see is, it's not just about uh, not, you know, having conversation. It's about why, what is the purpose behind the words. There's a purpose in just natural fellowship with one another as long as it doesn't go wicked. How many know we can have a lot of words that aren't wicked? And they're not necessarily all, you're not, you know, saying thus saith the Lord to each other back and forth. We have conversation. Hi, how you doing? All these things. And we talk and we have interaction. And that's okay. It's just don't allow a tainted spirit to get into those words. We'll talk about this more. If we, if we, if we don't heed a warning in our heart about our words, we can end up speaking sin or unrighteousness, or I will say it like this, speaking outside of the covenant that we have with God. This tells us that Satan can gain access or can be denied access by the words of our mouth. Because a person who talks a lot, it can lead into what? Sin. And I will say it like this. A person who talks thoughtlessly. Have you ever been around somebody and they're talking and you're like, where is this going? You know what I mean? It's like, and they are, they bounce from subject to subject to subject to subject. Have you ever been around that? You're like, what? Where are we? What, you know, what is going, well, you're, you're hearing, you're hearing what's going on inside. 
It's not a judgmental thing. It's just be aware of it. The second truth that we see here is that part of changing what we talk about starts with not talking. (laughs) He just said what? Speak less. Cut off the flow. So if I'm going to change what I'm talking about, the first thing I have to do is stop talking. When we stop talking, it gives us opportunity to discover what the source of our word is. The wise do what? We just read this. Measure their words. They restrain their lips. This gives us the opportunity to shut off the expression of the nature of our flesh and the enemy and to open up the fountain of resurrection graces within us to speak Life, and this is not going to be easy. When a life is controlled by the word, Jesus Christ will be seen in every action and word. Being swift to hear means being that you're quick to receive the word of God on a subject before speaking or acting. Being swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath are listed in their proper order. We talked about this. This is actually James chapter 1, verse number 19. And I just thought it tied in perfectly with Proverbs Excuse me, chapter 10, verse number 19. Being swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath are listed in their proper order. The first area of responsibility in a situation is to build faith by hearing and finding the word of God about a situation. We should find as many scriptures as possible to meditate on and build inner strength to face the situation. Next, a person should be slow to speak and guard their mouth. So they are not hasty to speak in reaction to a situation or to speak things contrary to the word. Keeping quiet is a spiritual virtue. It's a spiritual virtue. Swift and slow show attitudes behind actions. Swift to speak, you should be swift to hear. Slow to speak. It's an attitude behind. Well, they're railing me with their words. Well, again, you don't have to take them as the gospel, but that doesn't mean you have to retaliate opposite of the gospel. Well, those words hurt. Yep. And you can get alone with your God and be healed. Amen? The word of God should build attitudes in our lives to know when to be quick to act and when to be slow. James 1.19 uh, posts this at all the intersections of your life, basically, James 1.19. So in everything, be what? Quick to, slow to, and, and just stay out of anger. Do you know anger, it obviously hurts other people, but it actually hurts you more. And I know there are a lot of situations that are what we call unfair. I know there are. I'm aware. We're all dealing with them, right? Some are more extreme than others. But the Lord will lead us in all of that. But if we are not quick to listen and slow to speak, we actually miss the direction of the Lord for the situation. We actually end up missing our opportunity to hear and to know. When I don't hear from God, what don't I get? Not just an answer, that is true, but not just an answer, what don't I get? When the word of God comes, what do I get? Faith. 
But if I don't hear it, how many know faith is the victory that overcomes the world? So I have to what? Hear. And, and let me help you with something that the enemy tries to do. Well, I'm not your personality, Sean. It has nothing to do with that. I am, I am who I am. God made me the way I am as far as my personality. Some people are more quiet, but I have met every kind of personality, and I always recognize true faith and God's words working in their life. It has nothing to do with personality. Well, you know, my older siblings are more vocal than I am. And does the scripture say faith comes to those who are more vocal than you are? My word works for those who have a type A personality. <laughs> My word overcomes the enemy if you are a real go-getter. It doesn't say that, does it? It works for those who receive it and who act upon it in faith. Amen? Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.